So now I'd like to share an example of forgiveness. I'm on page, page six. It says, example of a mother-child argument. So this should help you understand how forgiveness works. And it's a very simple example, but very profound. So we were in the car with our eight-year-old son going to church for a prayer meeting. And my wife and son had an argument in the car. And when we arrived, we weren't ready for the prayer meeting. My son was hurt. My wife was really, really angry. So I told her that I was going to help our son forgive her. <clears throat> so I took my son to the side and I, I said, asked him if he felt hurt. And he shook his head yes. And, and tears came down his face. And I asked him, who hurt you? And he pointed across the way to his mom. And I asked him what she did. And he told me. And I asked him, what hurt you so badly? And he told me. And so then I told him, I said, when you weep, your heavenly father weeps with you. Tell your heavenly father what she did that hurt so bad. And so he prayed and told his heavenly father exactly what she had done that made him feel so hurt. And when he finished praying, I told him, he had a very difficult decision to make. He had to decide whether to forgive his mom or not. I said that I knew he loved his mom, but from his tears, I could see that he was also very hurt. So I asked him to think about why he might forgive her. And then I gently told him, that if he trusted his father, heavenly father, enough to deal with his mother for him, and he believed that it, he would be satisfied as a result, then he should forgive her. So he prayed and forgave her, asking God to deal with her for him. Now, after he forgave her, I asked him if, there, if he felt there was anything if he had done anything wrong towards his mom and more tears and he shook his head up and down. So I encouraged him to pray and tell his heavenly father specifically what he did that hurt her so much. And so he prayed. And when he finished, I said, ask your heavenly father to forgive you. So he prayed and asked him to forgive him. So that was the end of his prayer. And so I added my prayer to his prayer. I said that I heard him decide to forgive his mom today and thank God for dealing with her for him. I also said I was a witness to his heartfelt confession and to the fact that he asked for forgiveness. So I thanked his heavenly father for forgiving him. And when we were all done, he felt peace. Now, when he finished his prayer, I said, um, I asked him, is, is there anything you think you should do besides this prayer? And he said, I think I should apologize to my mom. So I said, well, I said, I don't know if she'll apologize to you. And what I meant is I'm not sure she's ready to apologize to you. But he said, no, I should apologize anyway because that's the right thing to do. 
I should take responsibility for my own actions. That's not bad for an eight-year-old. I, I think that's really quite amazing, quite profound. And so, of course, that's just half of the story, right? That's my son's half. And now Denise is going to come and share the other half of the story, her, her part. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, when I was in the car and our son and I were having the disagreement, <laughs> I was really mad. I felt he had really disrespected me and I was really beyond words. And when Mike said he was going to take our son and help him forgive me, I looked at him like, what? <laughs> he needs to forgive me. Don't you, you should be talking to your son about being so disrespectful. And so just let them leave the car. And I left the car and went another way. And I had a hard time getting over the fact that he had been so disrespectful to me. And I took some deep breaths and said, okay, if Mike is helping our son forgive, maybe I need to forgive my son. And, and that was, and that was hard. And so I thought, can I accuse my son before the heavenly father? And I thought, well, that's, that's God's plan. So even though he's my son, I can trust God to do justice on my behalf so that I'll be satisfied. And so he will, he's not going to zap my son with a lightning bolt. <laughs> he's just going to make sure that justice is done on my behalf. So I chose to forgive my son. And then the most shocking, amazing thing happened. The Holy Spirit. Spirit convicted me that I actually had a part and I was horrified, <laughs> but it literally was the first time that I realized that I had hurt my son. So in the same way, I confessed my sin towards my son to my heavenly father and I asked him to forgive me. And I know that God is faithful and just when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins. So I thanked him for giving my sin towards my son. At that point, my heart was ready to reconcile with my son. And my son was ready to reconcile with me. And so the two of them hugged and some more tears came out, but they were both ready to be reconciled. And so they, they were yeah, so we can say that this problem was resolved because he had threatened to run away several times. But after this, he never threatened to run away again. So their relationship was reconciled. They were at peace once again with each other. And so Denise is a great mom. She um, really loves our kids. And, and she was horrified to think that she had hurt her son but it's very difficult sometimes to see our part until we forgive the one that's wronged us. We're blinded to our part. And so we need to forgive them first before we even realize that we have also sinned. So from this example, this is bottom of page seven, we can see that there's four basic steps to forgiveness. 
step one is to tell God what they did, what the wrongdoer did to you. So you accuse them before God. So maybe you don't like that word accuse, but you're telling God what they did that was wrong. And isn't that what an accusation is? And so the second step is you have to decide whether to forgive them in prayer or not. Now, I know God says we're supposed to forgive, but I know a lot of Christians who haven't forgiven yet. So obviously it's a choice. And sometimes it's very difficult to choose to forgive. And we'll talk about that some more. After you've extended forgiveness to them, you can confess your part. If you have a part, you will feel convicted by your conscience or by God's spirit. And so those things you're convicted about, you should confess in prayer. And then step four, ask for forgiveness. And so, in fact, this is the process that our son went through and also the same process that Denise went through in this example that I just gave. Now, I was a safe other or safe helper to my son. I was helping him to deal with unforgiveness. And so I talked with him only long enough, only until he knew what to pray. And I re respected his perspective of what happened. I respected his emotions and the events as he recalled them. I didn't try to correct him I didn't try to dismiss his feelings or minimize them. I didn't defend or excuse the wrongdoer or minimize what she did. Instead, I simply encouraged him to pray to his heavenly father. I encouraged him to be clear and specific, not general, but to be specific when he prayed. I made it clear that forgiving her meant that he was trusting God to deal with her. It wasn't his problem anymore. And then after he had done that, I didn't pressure him to confess. His own conscience and the Holy Spirit did that. I didn't assume he was innocent either. I just asked him if there was anything he felt that he had done wrong. And then as a witness, I added my prayer stating clearly what he had done and what had God had done in response. Now, as the hurting one, he his tears confirmed that he was deeply hurt. His tears confirmed that he needed to accuse the wrongdoer. His tears already were accusing the wrongdoer. He just needed to put words to what he had just experienced. And his own conscience and the Holy Spirit convicted him on his part, not me. Sometimes we try to do the job of the Holy Spirit. That's not our responsibility. And then he decided as an act of his own uncoerced will to do each and every step. I didn't force him to do anything. So... Another point here is that forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. It only takes one person to forgive. You go, go before God, and in prayer, you accuse the wrongdoer, 
And then you decide whether you trust God enough or not. If you do, you forgive them. You hand them over to God. It only takes one person to forgive, but it takes two people to reconcile. You can always forgive, but you can't always reconcile. If one person wants to reconcile and the other one doesn't, it's, it's not going to happen. It also may be unwise to reconcile. If the person almost killed you and they haven't changed, then why would you reconcile? It's not wise. And so in the Bible, it says, as far as you are able, be at peace. Why does it say that? Why doesn't it just say, be at peace? Instead, it says, as far as you are able, be at peace. Well, because sometimes we're not able to be at peace with someone. We're not able to reconcile with them. So I hope this uh, example helped you. It shows the basic steps, the process of forgiveness. And this same process will work with bigger issues, more complex issues. And you'll see some more examples of that a little bit later as we go on. So there's basically four steps, accuse in prayer, forgive in prayer, confess in prayer, and ask for forgiveness in prayer. So it's not a difficult process, it's only four steps, but it can be very hard to forgive. It can be very difficult to choose to trust God to do justice can also be very difficult to accept God's forgiveness when we've done something. So we'll talk about those things a little bit more. But one thing I want to point out, this is page nine at the top. These are in a specific order for a reason. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us as we forgive them. So God's going to forgive us in the same manner that we forgive them. So which, what needs to happen first? We need to forgive them first. And then God will forgive us in the same manner. What happens if we don't forgive them? Great question. I don't think we feel forgiven. And actually, you can see an example of this in Malachi. The men were praying and God wouldn't answer their prayers because their prayers were not sincere. Sometimes in church, we get the idea that forgiveness is only about confession. But it's very clear in the Lord's Prayer, there's two parts. We forgive, we forgive them, and then God forgives us. There's both confession and accusation. Otherwise, the word as has no meaning. 